You're listening to Tech Talk Central. Hello, this is Vicky Colavu from Tech Talk Central, and I'm here with Brian O'Connor, chair of ECH Alliance at the ECH Alliance Forum that's happening within MWC. Um, we've met Brian in the past during the eHealth Forum in Athens, and I'm, I'm sure it's going to be an amazing uh, interview, as th- was that one back then. So, first of all, welcome. Thank you for that build-up. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Um, so, uh, we need to catch up from the last time. What's ECHR Lions been up to? Right. Well, since Athens, which, by the way, was from our point of view, was just fantastic. Not only because it's a great place, but, um, but also because it laid the groundwork. The Greek presidency laid the groundwork. For a, it really did for a lot of what we are doing. So, since then, in Greece... We've been having a number of additional meetings, ecosystem meetings as we call them. So that's a legacy from the Greek presidency. So it wasn't just let's have an event in Athens and forget about it. We've, I've been back I think three or four times to Athens. So every three months we hold in Greece an ecosystem meeting of all the stakeholders from government, academia, companies etc. to try to maintain and help the strategy of the Greek government in implementing their health strategy. So just to tell you... I mean, we do, and we hold Greece up as an example throughout Europe. And yes, we know, I'm not unaware of the issues and problems, but it, unfortunately, they cover up some of the amazing work done by the Ministry of Public Health and others in actually delivering better services in a real crisis time for a country. Um, yeah, I look surprised. And Brian's trying exactly uh, cover that. And uh, but thank you. That was an upraise, first of all, for me as a Greek. Um, that's great. So I, I would dare to ask another question: Have you been in any conversations with the new government? Not directly with the government, but with the officials who were there before, mm-hmm. who are very passionate about delivering better patient care to the Greek citizens albeit under very difficult circumstances, so therefore we have to deliver better, not the same, not worse, better patient care at a lower cost. And the point of the ECH Alliance, if I can go on to that, is that we have been able to make introductions, both into Greece and out of Greece, of systems, processes, uh, technologies, which are proven elsewhere, which have saved money, but delivered better patient care. Because my criteria in the Alliance is... We're not here just to cut costs. Anybody can cut costs, but you have to deliver what your citizens expect. And in this case, why can't we deliver better services and cut out waste everywhere, not not only in Greece, believe you me, but also out of Greece. We're working with a number of Greek companies and organizations who actually have fantastic uh, technologies, innovations and ideas, which we are bringing out and introducing them to the rest of Europe. So you shouldn't be either looking surprised or despondent. I'm simply saying, don't... Well, sorry, I'll say it this way. I am actually very impressed by what's been going on in Greece. Okay, I think you're one of the best ambassadors when it comes to health. So, uh, one of the questions since that interview, a lot of people when I talk to the industry and enterprises is, I say about ECH Alliance, I know what you do because I have followed up since then. But... For our listeners, once more, what is what does ECH Alliance and what's how broad is your work? Well, it's it's moved a long way forward since well, not quite a year ago in Athens. 
Essentially what we do is we bring together all of what are called stakeholders, players, if you like, in the market. That includes government, whether it's a government health department, a public health department, a social care department, whatever. It also brings together industry, both startups, SMEs and multinational companies who may not be in a particular country but are interested in what's going on and academia provided they're doing relevant research which in a very short time frame is going to produce a solution which will help. So we bring together all of the stakeholders. This is not normal. Many organisations exist which represent only industry or only a hospital group or only doctors. Part of the problem of giving better patient care and delivering it at a lower cost is unless you get everyone to work together, you will not get what I call holistic or integrated care. So the Alliance in the last year has grown from having eight ecosystems, including one in Greece, to now having 25 ecosystems throughout Europe. Now these ecosystems meet every quarter, every, every three months. They deal with a particular need of a government uh, the government says, I've got this problem, can you help us find a solution? We then, through our membership, find solutions which accelerate the deployment of these solutions because sometimes procurement systems take a long, long time. So we have grown to be 25 ecosystems throughout Europe, 100 meetings a year in Europe, probably about 15,000 organisations involved. So yeah, we've grown a lot. It's huge. Uh, nice um, a question. What kind of problems do governments come to you with? Well, I'll give you a specific example where I think we learned something from Greece as well, to go back to your, your roots, if you like. In Northern Ireland, where I come from, uh, the government realised they had a problem of pe- dealing with people who did not take their medication. So it's medicines adherence. The, I'm not talking about antibiotics here. I'm talking about serious drugs, which if you fail to take them even for 24 hours means you've almost certainly got to go to hospital. It always seems to be in the middle of the night. It always seems to be to the emergency department. And then you end up in hospital for two, three, four, five days. What are the consequences of that? First, the person themselves really doesn't want to be in it. Who wakes up and goes, hey, I'm going on an emergency blue flashing light ambulance. But the other consequences are that what happens is they've got then to be treated. They then take up time and money in the emergency room. Then they take up beds, which then means, of course, the people who are going to occupy those beds have had to have operations postponed, etc. So the, the, the sort of knock-on impact is enormous. That's human aspect and money. Northern Ireland said, hold on, this costs us, and these are actual numbers, I'll do it in euros, about 150, 150 million euros a year extra. Now this is a small country, 1.8 million people. So you extrapolate that to other countries. Same problem everywhere they would normally take up to three years to find out what, the, what solutions exist, educate themselves, and then write the procurement. Okay. Think about that not in number of years, but in amounts of money. So suddenly £350 million wasted while you go and find out what the solutions are. To me, that's daft. just doesn't make any sense. So we then invited them to an ecosystem meeting in Northern Ireland. They said, this is my problem, this is what I need, we then, as the ECH Alliance, because we're not the government, we may have many governments in us, but we're not the government, we're neutral and we're not for profit. So we call a meeting of anybody interested in a medicine's adherence. Two hours later, literally, the government of Northern Ireland are able to say, hold on, we have now been educated sufficiently to know that these types of solutions exist. They can then write them into a procurement, follow all the laws, nobody's breaking laws, and present that 
That reduced the time from three years to six months. Think about the saving. £250 million of saving. Simply by accelerating the existing process. Now think of what £250 million means to a community in Northern Ireland and extrapolate that to the bigger countries. That's an example of the effect. I, I want, I'm a businessman by background. I need outcomes, measurable outcomes. This is one of them. Impressive. But shouldn't the European Union be doing something like that? Well, it's always easy to say somebody else should do something. You know, we always talk about they should do this and they should do that. We usually mean the government. My attitude is, why shouldn't we do something? Because the people on the ground are a government which is usually pushed for cash. I'm not even talking about the Greek crisis. I'm talking about every government in Europe. Increased demand, huge amounts of money being spent. Everybody's looking to save money. They have a problem. They should seek the solution. We as the Alliance bring together the, the different elements because there's no one company I've ever found who can provide the entire solution. So you need an end-to-end -end solution, which usually means a consortium of sometimes competing companies, by the way, working together. We put those consortiums together. Quite impressive. So let's go to China. And uh, one of the hot topics here on, in the forum is the China Health Alliance. And we did an interview uh, just a few minutes, just about an hour ago. So um, how did that start out? I have this impression that ECH Alliance pushed that forward. Am I right? The answer is yes. Uh, but we pushed it forward as a result of a request from the Ministry of Health in China, who said, we have heard about what you're doing in Europe. They were in Europe on one of their study visits. We met them for half an hour, and they said afterwards, we need you in China. So we did a deal, which is we created the China Connected Health Alliance. Um, we made it a sister alliance of the ECH Alliance. So many of our members we know, not all of them because some of them are smaller, but many of the big companies want to be in China. Part of the problem, as we all know, is that China is so big. The opportunity is huge, but you can spend years there spending lots of money and never get a single order. So we felt if we got people on the ground in China, we've just opened our first office in Shanghai, there'll be others in Beijing and a few other places soon. What we're doing is trying to be a mirror image in China of the ECH Alliance, always all the stakeholders. <coughs> right? By doing that, we're then in a position where we can <coughs> bring opportunities to China and from China. So... Um I heard, I heard from the uh, interview I did that um, it's a different kind of people, different culture compared to Europe. So obviously the needs probably will be different. Do you think um, we're ready to sell products or ideas or concepts or do we still need to learn? You should go in there, find out what they really need, come back to your members, say, hey, guys, this is the way that market works and these are the needs and we've got to cover that, which includes research and then production. First of all, they're clearly very different culture. Um, but their needs are much the same. I mean, they're living longer. Uh, they have more diseases. Um, they have a population of 1.4 billion They have approximately 280 million, 280 million people who are over 60. They have more people over 60 than they have under 15. <clears throat> so when you think further down the line, who's going to support, how many workers are there going to be per older person? So there are many similar problems just on a greater scale in Europe. So the answer to your question is, 
two things need to happen. One, you have to, what I call, pre-qualify opportunities in China. It's very easy to be starstruck. You know, people who say 1.4 billion people, I've only got to get half of 1% of that. Absolute nonsense. I used to live in Hong Kong, go to China every second week. So I don't pretend to be an expert in China, but I understand the culture. <coughs> they have decided as a government to invest significant sums of money in providing a healthcare infrastructure for their citizens, as they've done with roads, bridges, tunnels, trains, planes, airports. They're now turning their attention to the medical and social care system. They will succeed. There is no question of that. They're very creative and very inventive people. They're pragmatic, though. They understand that rather than take the time for themselves to go through the long innovation cycle we have all gone through for many, many years and decades, they say, oh, forget that. Why do we just leap, the great leap forward, as they call it? So they now want to come to the West, to Europe especially, and say, here is our need. Have you got proven, not new ideas necessarily, just things that are already working? So as an example, one of our members here in Barcelona is the Mobile World Capital, which does a lot of test bed. It tests things here in Barcelona, personal health record, e-prescription, these sorts of things. As one of our members, as the Alliance members, we have now, last night, for example, introduced them to the Chinese delegation so they could say, here are three things we have working, not are going to work, but are actually working, and here are the savings, and here's the impact. So they will go to China later this year with us to present those specific ideas to the Chinese government and to other authorities. So this is, we try to do it, as you know, at a very practical level. Get specific, be real, don't be starstruck, go and do some real business, and then success creates more success. Okay, I got the picture. Uh, So what is ECH Alliance programming for the coming year? I don't want to say future, but let's say the next six months. What do you have planned? And if someone's listening which they will be listening, um, how, and they want to be part of this, because obviously this is a, something dangling, amazing in front, that's how I see it, and I'm not in that business. How do they become members, how do they contact you, and what have you planned? Well, first of all, they should visit our website, which is simply echalliance.com. They should look at the online application form. The benefits to the members are there. They can fill in the form and send it in, and it goes through our approval process. <clears throat> I mean, as an example, I think we got 12 new members this morning as a result of the presentations we gave. We're very keen to get more members because that gives us more strength. It allows us to be more uh, powerful in lobbying governments, in lobbying the European Commission, etc. But it also allows us to have a broader membership base so that we can make sure we're reaching not only into health and social care, but into wellness. Example, later this afternoon... We have both Adidas and Jawbone speaking at our event because our event is health and wellness. We try to take the holistic approach to our lives and therefore we can bring those sorts of ideas and, and if you like, promote them throughout Europe through our existing network. But China, the US and Canada, other places are really interested in the model we have created, which seems to be working quite well. So have you been at all at the States? Are you doing anything with them? Yes, uh, we have many active members. Uh, though we're called the European Connect Health Alliance, um, we are, have many members, for example, particularly in areas like New York uh, and in Massachusetts, of course. Uh, I think by the end, middle of this year, we'll have a, an alliance created in Canada at the request of quite a number of people. 
and we're talking to other parts of the world as well, South America, etc., who have said we like the model, we like the idea then of doing things in our own continent or country, but we also like the idea of being able to join with like-minded groups in other parts of the world. Because, you know, you said earlier, the reality is we're all human. We all have similar issues in every country. They may be paid for differently, may be treated differently, may be at different levels of sophistication. It doesn't alter the fact we all need these solutions. So we try to avoid people reinventing the wheel. Well, the model seems to be successful. You're growing. Um, where do you see, okay, EC Hates Alliance in two years from now? I would suspect that we'll be maybe two or three times, maybe more, the size we are now. Um, I think that we will have a very, very strong relationship, practical relationship with China. Uh, and we're growing our relationship with North America, both US and Canada. And we've been approached by other continents, as I say. I think that the reality is that nobody can do everything themselves these days. Everybody talks about collaboration. We make collaboration work. That's the difference, I think. And maybe the last point I'd make is to make this thing happen. And we're very aware that you've got to make You've got to keep momentum. We have, for example, we're announcing it in hours' time. We have signed with GSMA, who run the Mobile World Congress here, become the digital health partner for Mobile World Congress in Shanghai in July this year. So those details will be on our website next week. We're going to lead a mission, health mission from Europe to Shanghai, where there'll be specific opportunities for our members to meet their opposite numbers in China and hopefully do some business. It sounds good. And I, I want to point out that I would want to see more of you at Mobile World Congress here in Barcelona. Um, it's good that it's one day here, but in my opinion, you're going to be here the whole week because the sector is just at the beginning and it's going to grow. And obviously, you're the best representatives for it. Thank you. Thanks Thank you for being with us, uh, Brian. Hope to see, I'm sure we'll see you again in the future. Yeah, sure and thank you for all your help promoting and, and distributing not just our story, but the general story of trying to make real things happen in health and wellness. Thank you also for having us here. This was Vicky Kolovo for Tech Talk Central. Goodbye for now. You're listening to Tech Talk Central.